Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 271 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, for your patience as I was saying goodbye to family tonight, and we went a little bit long. But thank you for understanding, and if you were here at the very beginning waiting, you got to see Baby Thor. Baby Thor made his uh, appearance. I don't know if it's necessarily his debut. He has appeared on other channels before. I want to say his first appearance was actually on the Rookie Critics channel, theoretically. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I hope I hope that Baby Thor made up for my being late. But thank you, everyone, for being here tonight. We are going to be talking about a little bit of box office news because Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, sorry, the Suicide Squad, not to be confused with Suicide Squad. I know. What's the difference? Oh, it's the 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 or the to hey, to ha in the words of those from Dumb and Dumber. But yes. The Suicide Squad coming out this weekend, and we have some early box office estimates for what the movie is likely going to be able to make, and I covered this in a video over the weekend, but obviously I know that a lot of you are probably going to have questions or have things to say about The Suicide Squad, things that you want to see, things that you don't care about. All that stuff, right, really comes into play, and so we're going to talk about that, and of course have our general movie talk discussion, but before going into that, we will of course say hello to everyone who is watching tonight. And again, thank you all for wherever you're watching from, YouTube, Periscope, DLive, or over on Odyssey. It really does mean a lot. Uh, Let's see actually what's going on over on Odyssey. So far, nothing. That is perfectly okay. Thank you again for everyone who is supporting, no matter where you are in the world. By the way, don't worry, the bot is being turned on. I am turning on Heimdall. Just wait, just, just about a minute, and then you will be able to Talk to Heimdall once again. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump back quite a ways. Uh, But anyway, at 7.02 is what the chat has been saved for me at this point. Uh, Actually, I can jump back a little bit further in the actual YouTube chat. So Slicer Neons, thank you very much for being here. And thank you for understanding. Alan Sparks, thank you very much for understanding being a little bit late as well. Uh, for me being a little bit late. Uh, waiting for the dry. Laura says, Old Gary is rubbing off on Odin. Well, I actually had a good reason. And hey, at least I told you what was going on. And then when I said 7.15, I showed up right around 7.15. So about hours, hours and hours difference, I would say, in, <laughs> in how things go. Uh, but I always appreciate that. Thank you again for being here. Uh, we got the K-Man in the chat. We got Orange at Reviews in the chat as well. Andrew Hoyle. We got Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Tina B, thank you for being here. As now Laura has changed her name to Waiting for Odin. How dare you? I'm late one time, and then you go after me. How dare you? I'm hurt. Rosie G12, thank you for being in the chat as well. Nathan Slay in the chat. Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you, good sir. Thanks for being here, and thank you for being a member on the channel. Uh, Laura has said, how many people want to bet Odin hasn't seen 1981's Excalibur? I saw that you had asked that on uh, the Discord. I was not able to respond because I was out with family. And so <laughs> I have not seen it, though. And yeah, you're right. That that should not be uh, a surprise to anyone. Let's see. Avate Surge, what's going on? Thank you for being here. 
Uh, Laura says, place your bets on starting time. Well, hey, I, I came here and I started at 7.15 p.m. Eastern, which is exactly what I said was going to happen. Uh, Peter Han, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, Orange Hat, I had a pin message and everything. It's like y'all don't even, it's like y'all don't even read the things that I post. It's like, why do I, why do I even try? Why do I even try keeping y'all in the loop on these things? Makes me wonder. New number two, what's going on? Dean Heiss, thank you for being here. All right, now I can start highlighting things very much. Very much? What am I saying? I'm all over the place. Rosie12 says, Odin needs a late emoji like Gary, so I'll just use this for now. How dare you? How dare you? Calling me the all-boomer now. I'm hurt. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken by this turn of events. Everyone, everyone betrays me. I'm fed up with this world. That's exactly how I feel right now. Tommy Wiseau's performance in the room is exactly how I feel right now. I feel betrayed. And I don't care anymore. <laughs> oh, man. And look at that. I, I have caught up. I'm going to be late, as I always am. But hey, Brian Barth. Yeah. Sometimes I normally just cancel, but tonight I was able to figure out, hey, I can actually still go live. I'll just be maybe 15, 20 minutes late. And sure enough, I actually lived up to that expectation, even of myself. Mr. Roy, thank you for being here. Appreciate that. Bifford the Hobbit, what's going on? He tagged me to say, my local theater is previewing Suicide Squad right now, and the line is around the block, approximately 200 people. Yeah, and that's really the biggest issue, though, is with this specific movie, though, is that I don't have the official production budget on it. But it's going to have to make a lot of money worldwide in order for it to be profitable. And I think that's the biggest thing that people really aren't considering all that much. People are thinking, oh, this film's going to make a lot of money for a rated R movie. It's going to make a lot of money for a rated R movie during COVID time. And they're coming up with all these different use cases and all these different scenarios. But the issue, once again, comes down to the cost. It comes down to the amount of money they had to spend on the movie. Not to mention, there's going to be a bunch of people that don't want to see this movie because John Cena is front and center in this film. And John Cena is still very much not really well liked among a lot of people who pay attention to um, international politics. Because how he basically threw, not basically, he did throw Taiwan underneath the bus all to try to placate to China during the promotion for Fast 9. So a lot of people have not forgotten that, will not forget it. He even apologized to them. The worst part about all of it was that he apologized to the Chinese people, which would include the Chinese Communist Party, in Mandarin over recognizing the fact, it's a fact, whether the CCP likes it or not, that Taiwan is an independent nation. It's ridiculous, honestly. But that, I think, is also going to have an impact on the American numbers because... Uh, again, the early estimates for the weekend and the total number of what it's likely going to make as far as the domestic is concerned, it's not looking good. Keck44, what's going on? Thank you for being here. I know that a lot of people don't want to hear that necessarily if they're a fan of the Suicide Squad or they're a fan of uh, James Gunn or if they're a fan of the DCEU, which I personally don't quite understand the fandom there. Um, but it is still money. It's, it's money. It's numbers. And... I'm not going to spin those for anyone, for, from any fandom. Uh, let's see. Raj H., thank you very much for the Canadian $2 super sticker thumbs up. I appreciate that, Raj. That was about seven minutes ago, so thank you again. Appreciate that. All right. Let us see. Alan Sparks, again, thank you very much for being here today. Really do appreciate it. 
uh, Andrew H decided to post a, <laughs> a GIF over in the Discord. That's right, because the Discord does show up. Unfortunately, again, GIFs and images don't show up, and that, that's something that we've known for a while, especially uh, with the DLive fam who always sends stuff. Father Chris Miller, hail to you, Father. Thanks for being here. Philly the Hobbit, Alan, thank you for being over on DLive. Thank you for that waving Pikachu. Uh, appreciate that. Okay, here's where everyone saw Baby Thor. Awesome. Glad that y'all liked Baby Thor. Cat and Philly, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Rosie G12, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He is pretty awesome. He is pretty awesome. <laughs> Orange Hat Reviews, thank you very much. Good, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's okay. You know, he's, he's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> My wife and I are very, very lucky that he is such a chill little dude. But yeah, I, I sat down and he was just like, oh, look, look at all this stuff. And then he saw the dice and he was like, I want to play with that. Uh, it's so funny. Normally he's he's grabbing for the microphone, which I got to be careful with because sometimes when his nails get a little bit long, he just scratches everything. And it's like, if anything's going to rip, it's going to be this <laughs> the foam screen on the microphone, <laughs> which, hey, you know, it, it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but you know. Father's excited because this time next week he will be in Vegas. I will not because it'll be my first week of school. This week is all meetings. Next week we actually have kids, so I could not actually work that out. Uh, Bryant Barth tagged and said, Thoughts on Brendan Fraser? The Renaissance is coming. I don't know about the Renaissance coming, but I can say Brendan Fraser is great. I think he's a hilarious, uh, great comedic actor. Also, he's got one of the best uh, video clips ever made. If you've never seen his reaction to, I think it was Robert De Niro giving a speech honoring uh, Martin Scorsese, and they cut to Brendan Fraser, and he does this weird clap thing where his hands just go like this. It's brilliant. Just look up Brendan Fraser clapping. It's hilarious, and it's fantastic. The clap. Exactly. 13th Warrior. I saw that live uh, in the chat. But yeah, I don't know necessarily about the the Renaissance, because I, I don't know what he's really doing with movies, or if he is still doing movies at this point. I don't know. Uh, Michael Hickson, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. All hail baby Thor, says Laura. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And thank you, yes. He is awesome. <laughs> and uh, everyone at daycare says the same thing, because when he smiles, he smiles with his entire mouth, and so it's like, he's always like, it's, it's great. I love it. Alice McCarthy, what's going on? He says, howdy, Gary. How's it going? Oh, hi, Thor. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, he's doing pretty great. Daniel Thorne over on DLAF. Thank you for being here. The Kingslayer. Hail to the Kingslayer. Uh, he says, Asiloth or Lord of the Rings? Oh, I don't know. I know Lord of the Rings. Uh, to me, Asiloth just had more depth, a better story, and more uh, complex characters. I'm missing the reference there for Asaloth. I know Lord of the Rings is Loader. (laughs) I know that Lord of the Rings is Loader. But I'm not sure. Thursday's Warrior, thank you for being in the chat. Thank you also for being a member. Says, I thought I was late. I was finishing up making some corn, sweet potato, and black bean tacos with avocado lime crema on Trader Joe's whole wheat tortillas. Well, I know that that just made a lot of people happy. A Song of Ice and Fire. Peter Han, thank you very much for letting me know that in the live chat. So, A Song of Ice and Fire. No, yeah, Lord of the Rings, I think, is a much better story. Going going back to that comment, I think Lord of the Rings is just better. I think that it also, you know, especially since it's very much rooted in the Christianity of, of Tolkien, I think that has a huge impact on the type of storytelling. I think it has a big 
impact on the way in which the characters especially have much deeper significance and meetings. Whereas A Song of Ice and Fire, you know, Game of Thrones, as far as the novelization, or rather the the original novels are concerned, I, I do think that a really awesome world is built, but I do think that sometimes he does rely more so on, you know, graphic descriptions and and language and stuff, which, you know, has never really impressed me that much. I've never really been impressed whenever authors or filmmakers rely so heavily on those kinds of things, because to me, it's just a lazy way of trying to make an audience feel something instead of it being actually really clever and really well written. Anyway, hopefully that makes some sense. All right, and now I'm getting to where I was officially live in the chat. Orange Air Reviews, what's going on? Seven fifteen. He said, I had a vision of a world without Odin, and it was so boring. Well, thank you, Orange Chat. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Force of Light Entertainment, hail to you, Force of Light Entertainment. Force of Light Entertainment, buy a shirt from them, because they sell on Public, and the Public like, a premium tea, or whatever, the, the, the tea that they sell for $29, it is incredible. It is so incredibly comfortable, like insanely comfortable. And also it fits me very well in comparison to Teespring, which obviously I know a lot of people have issues with Teespring in the first place because of how they treated people like drunk 3PO. Um, but man, like I tell you, it's like night and day. So uh, Force of Light Entertainment, I hope that you were watching Friday Night Tights this week because I, I, w- I was repping Force of Light Entertainment on that show. It was awesome. Thank you all for being here. Always, always for being so supportive as well. I really do appreciate it. Alrighty, let us see. Kaylee D, what's going on, Kaylee? Thank you for being here. Uh, here is the thumbs up, the super thumbs up from Raj H. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. Rosie G12, yes, indeed. Thank you. Family always first. And I, again, that's the reason why I love my Asgardian family, because y'all always understand. Even though y'all will always still give me a hard time, That that's that's what family does. Give people a hard time even when you actually fully understand. So, <laughs> uh, Andrew Hoyle then says, the the is silent. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, much, much love, Andrew Hoyle. If, it, if I don't know, you know, sometimes when you have back and forth, like through, through text, it's not always like the emotions not always being conveyed. I just, I, I hope that it wasn't coming across from me. Like I was trying to be uh, an ass at, at any point. That was not my intention with our back and forth, our disagreement earlier. Uh, but thank you again, dude, for, uh, for being here and for, for the support. And yeah, exactly. The, the is silent. Gosh, the naming scheme for that movie is just terrible. Our first film was Suicide Squad. Instead of making Suicide Squad 2, we're just going to have it be The Suicide Squad. It, it's just, it reminds me, it was it Fast and Furious, where it's, hey, you have Fast and, you have The Fast and the Furious, and then you had later on just Fast and Furious. And I was like, that's stupid. That's dumb. Just, just put a number next to it or something. Or, or at least have a little bit of a better naming scheme going on there. Seriously. Let's see, Bryant Barth tagged to say, do you think movies can be long three and a half hours or four? Absolutely. But not all good movies are going to be that long. Great example would be Justice League. <laughs> the, the recut of Justice League, the Snyder Cut of Justice League is four hours, and it's a decent movie, but it's like, okay, the original was crap, right? The Joss Whedon version was like dog crap, and it's like now this movie at four hours has been raised to the level of dirt. It's still not very good, and it's still, you know, pretty filthy, but... It is better 
you know, from, from an objective standpoint, but it's still not good. So it, it depends on the film. But then you go to classics like Gone with the Wind, which is phenomenal and earns its runtime. And there are plenty of other classic films, especially, that very much earn their runtime as well. And there's obviously even more recent films, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, for instance, which very much merit their long runtimes, especially when you look at the extended editions of those. So, yeah, there can be excellent films, but not all long films are excellent. Alice McCarthy tagged to say, it's not called, so it's not called that Suicide Squad in a van down by the river. Exactly. In a van down by the river. Daniel Thorne, yes, thank you. Uh, Pizza Time Odin looks awesome. You're correct. Shout out to JJ, aka the Banshee, for designing all of the little mini Odins. So if you've been watching my videos recently, you'll see that there's a bunch of mini Odins that are going to be in all the thumbnails, and it just conveys the different emotions of whatever I'm feeling for a specific video. And uh, she designed those for me, and it, they are phenomenal and fantastic. Uh, so thank you for for appreciating the the Pizza Time Odin. Yeah, I think they're adorable as well. They're pretty great. And by the way, I, I do know there's a couple Super Chats that have been put in. I'm waiting for them to show up in the chat. That way I can highlight them and talk about them since now I'm, I'm caught up just a little bit more today. Hunger Chunky Funky Monkey, what is going on, says? Guess who's back, back, back again. Monkey's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back. Yeah, I remember that song. I can rap. I can't, but Giant Trap, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, Thirsty Warrior loves Excalibur. Awesome. Orange Reviews is talking about movie talk. While watching the T2 Special Edition, I noticed a huge error. The movie is set in 1995. Judgment Day is 97, but the Terminator says in three years, Cyberdyne becomes a big military supplier. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a very long time, and I've never... I guess, paid attention close enough to try and find any of the issues and errors there. But if you want to find issues and errors, I mean, look at the transfers that Cameron did for the 4K especially. Even some of the Blu-rays, the colors are just so bizarre and so weird. I mean, the 4K is... If you want to talk about bad 4K transfers, Terminator 2 has a terrible 4K transfer, mostly because the colors just get all kinds of messed up. I really hope and really wish that James Cameron would just leave behind... Uh, you know, freaking Avatar land and instead go back to making really good films. But unfortunately, it's just he's going to spend the next 10 years in Pandora doing Avatar sequels that, you know, in my opinion, no one asked for. Uh, Dean Heiss over on DLive. Thanks for being here. Uh, Benny Canuck over on the uh, Periscope on Twitter. Thanks for being here. Alex, what's going on? Glad to have you back. Crisco tagged. What's going on? Crisco says, what is your most anticipated movie for August of 2021? For me, it's Free Guy, hands down. Wow, yeah. For August of 2021, I, I say, I don't know what other films are set to come out this, this month. Let me see if I can pull them up real quick in my handy-dandy app. Let's see. Um, again, this, The Suicide Squad, I, I, I can understand why a lot of people are going to be excited for that movie. Personally, I'm, I'm not all that excited for it, to be honest, because I didn't like the first one at all, really. And I know that everyone's like, but there's the air cut, the air cut, and I just don't care. It's like, no, I, I don't care, because if it's going to be anything like the Snyder Cut, it's just going to be a, a longer film that's still just as bad, because it's not just the story that we're given, it's the some of the actors who are 
position in some of the roles. It, it's some of the deeper things that are going on too. So, uh, I mean, again, some people, it's definitely going to be the Suicide Squad that they're looking forward to. And again, I can totally respect anyone that is looking forward to it. It's just not really for me. Yeah, Free Guy comes out on the 13th, so the next week after. Uh, apparently, there's a sequel to Don't Breathe. I actually like the first Don't Breathe. It was very suspense-heavy. Um, however, it also got very weird and bizarre, so it's kind of interesting that there is a sequel to that. Not a film I thought would get a sequel, but that's coming out. Uh, again, I don't know if I'd be um, looking into that. Um, oh, yeah, here's a couple of films that I actually found interesting. So there's a film coming out. Actually, it's going to be HBO Max, theatrical, same day. And it's a new film starring Hugh Jackman called Reminiscence. Now, I have a huge concern for this movie only because, to me, it reminds me a little bit too much of a film with Johnny Depp that came out years ago called Transcendence, where it looked really good. The trailer made it look awesome, but then the movie sucked. But Reminiscence, I saw the trailer for it a few times, and it actually looks really cool. They actually bring uh, Rebecca Ferguson, actually, uh, now is reunited with Hugh Jackman. Their their first time together, I believe it was their first time together, was in The Greatest Showman. So it's interesting that they're going to both be in this movie now, too. But Reminiscence, it'll be on HBO Max. Uh, there's also this movie called The Protégé, which actually looks pretty awesome, to be honest. It actually looks pretty badass. Uh, it's, it's like about a femme fatale uh, and everything. So, yeah. I would say, based on that, those are probably the ones that I'm looking forward to the most. All right. Favorite Sci-Fi, who is a member, says, Odin following up an all-star episode of the Real BBC. Dude, Real BBC is awesome. Uh, Chris, what's going on? Thank you for being in the chat. Uh, Thursday's Warrior with a quote, I came, I saw, I waited, Julius Caesar says. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says here, Gary is late all the time. Nobody panics because it's all part of the plan. But when Odin's late, well, then everyone loses their minds. Exactly. Exactly. Never before have the words of the Joker rung more true. Tina says, I don't think Warner has released a budget. No one can find it. Culture Casino has been searching for it for days and can't find anything. Yeah. And it was similar. It was a similar story with the Green Knight that I I saw recently. I put a review up this morning for that. And the official budget wasn't released until like the last couple of days. But it is interesting to me that you can't really find it. Now, I think that a lot of us can assume that the film's going to be at least $100 million based on the number of people in the film and, and the type of people in the film and the visual effects. But yeah, I mean, that that's kind of important for me to be able to tell, you know, whether a film is successful or not. Father says, feeling like Tommy Wiseau right now? Well, let, just don't, just don't hump the dress. Well, yeah, don't worry. That's not going to happen. It's a family show, Father. How dare you even mention it? Uh, James Dashier says, hello, hello to you. Rosie G12 says, I'm confused. Not an unusual feeling for me on Suicide Squad. Is it a reboot? So uh, basically, according to early reviews, so Tugs did a great early review uh, on the Geeks and Gamers channel, and she basically confirms that it is a sequel, that they do make reference in the movie to confirm that it is a sequel, but it's also very much clearly unclear about how much of a sequel it is versus, you know, to me, it's almost like it's a sequel and a reboot all in one. If that makes any sense, which it doesn't, but apparently people are having fun with it. Remember Sci-Fi says, these vaccine mandates are kind of funny. The people likely to be afraid of going into a theater are the same ones not likely to get the jab. Sucks for Holly Weird. Well, again, here's the actual interesting thing, though, is that the people actually more willing to get the jab who've already gotten the jab are actually the ones that are not as likely to go to the theater. So it's actually like the opposite, interestingly enough. 
Let's see. I'm doing another virtual conference this week, says Thirteenth Warrior. I really hate them. The anonymity of the chat box for question results in some ignorant, some really ignorant queries. Interesting. What kind of business is that for? Uh, Markiplier15 over on DLive. Thank you for being here. Luke Zella, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Thirsty Bory, exactly. You know what I'm talking about, the clap. Uh, Hardwick says, Jungle Cruise copies Highlander by revealing that the skipper is immortal and wants to die like Sean Connery before him. Dwayne Johnson is playing a Spaniard, a conquistador to be precise. And here's the thing, dude. I just don't care. I do not care at all about that movie. It, it looks like trash. It looks boring. That's what a lot of people have even said who've seen it. Brian Barth, Fraser was cast as the lead in Aronofsky film and was cast in Scorsese's Killers on the Flower Moon and has been doing television stuff. Okay, yeah, so I haven't been watching his television stuff, but okay, Aronofsky film. Aronofsky has kind of really fallen off the wagon, I think. He's made a lot lot of, like, more recently, his his more recent films have not been very good, in my opinion. Um, But still, that's pretty cool. And obviously, Scorsese, I think that's great that he's getting to work with him. Let's see. Gregory says, from one beard man to another, nice beard, sir. Well, thank you, Gregory, to grab. I appreciate that. Uh, Bruce, no problem at all, dude. Thank you for being here. All right. Benny Canuck, what's going on, dude? He says, well, first off, thank you for the $5 Canadian. Says that's super chat. He says, you're awesome, dude. God bless you, bro. Dude, thank you, Benny. I appreciate it. I appreciate those kind words. And thank you for that donation. I appreciate it. Stephanie B, what's going on, Stephanie B? How is it going? See, Rosie D12 says Tolkien's work is high fantasy, and Martin's work is um not, to say the least. Yeah, I definitely that I definitely think that if you even objectively, I'm not an English person or <laughs> an English person. I'm not a person who's ever really been a fan of like English classes or to you know to study the art of writing or anything like that. But something tells me that if you were to ask someone who has spent their life you know, studying that kind of work, they would be able to look at those side by side and say that one is objectively better than the other. Now, it does not mean that your subjective experience won't be different, but... And there it is. Force of Light Entertainment, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Says, keep up the good work. Hope you enjoy the shirt. I do. Force of Light Entertainment. It's very, very comfortable. Great design as well. Like the inspiration from uh, Stranger Things. And uh, it's great. Y'all keep up the great work too. Y'all are awesome. Griffin Turbo, what is going on, Griffin Turbo? Welcome back to the chat. Let's see, Hardwick says, Brendan Fraser isn't just a good comedic actor. He also gave great dramatic performances in movies like Gods and Monsters and School Ties. I've actually never seen a dramatic performance from Brendan Fraser before. I've only ever really seen him in comedy roles. So I actually did not know he had done any dramatic roles. Andrew Hoyle, oh no, it fully came across you were being an ass. I joke, much love, much love, Andrew Hoyle. I love you, man. I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> exactly. The Odin. Or maybe I'm just Odin. Maybe I'm the artist formerly known as The Odin. Griffin Turbo, thank you for being here, man. Uh, let's see. Orange Hat Reviews says, All the Snyder zombies. Snyder Cut is love. Snyder Cut is life. Zombie grown. I must love everything Zack Snyder does. That's what it feels sometimes with some people. There's others who are just fans. And it's like, hey, if you're a fan, great. Be a fan of whatever you want. But then there's the others where it's like, you just don't understand. Okay. Okay. Please stop. <laughs> Sasha Neons, what's going on, man? Thank you for being here today. Appreciate it. I uh, appreciate it. See, Sergio Leone, or rather, sorry, Tina says, Sergio Leone said, a 90-minute movie can bore you to death, but a four-hour movie can capture you and you don't notice the time. I saw the quote the other day on a documentary. Well, I think both are true. 
Like you can have 90 minute movies that are boring as hell because they're bad movies. And then you can have four hour films that, as it says, capture your mind and capture your imagination and make the time fly by because they're good movies. You know, whenever I would watch a film like um, either Lord of the Rings or, as I mentioned earlier as well, um, now I've blanked out on it. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's stick with Lord of the Rings. Like, those are movies that are so well done and, and help you escape so well that you really just lose track of the time and it just feels great. But I've seen some films that are 90 minutes to two hours long that feel like forever because they're just so bad and you just want them to end and then they don't. Uh, Bruce says, I love the OMB reviews. Never cared for OMB reviews, though. Subjective, I know. How dare you? How dare you? I am so offended right now. Rosie Joel says, at the risk of Tina falling off her sofa, have you seen Dr. Zhivago Inquiring Minds Want to Know? Uh, no, I have not, but I do own it, I believe. I think I own it. I understand and know it is a film I have to watch but I have not actually seen it. Nathan Slay, what are your opinions on the movie Zoolander? I think it's really funny. I think it's really funny, too. I think it's pretty darn funny. River Sci-Fi, I haven't rewatched Snyder Cut since I first watched it. Having them fight in the middle of nowhere took away a big part of seeing superheroes in action, their interaction with the public. Yeah. And again, I think that kind of speaks volumes as well. I think there's a lot of people who they saw it once and said that they really liked it, but I kind of wonder, have they watched it more than once? Now, unless you're someone like Alex McCarthy, who we all know, uh, has some issues, um, <laughs> who claims to have watched it like four or five times. Can't help him, though. He, he, is, he is far behind. He is far beyond help at this point. <laughs> all, all we could do is pray for Alex McCarthy and pray for his sanity and his soul. Um, but most people, I really, getting back to the, the main point, though, I think most people who saw it and then didn't, or, or saw it and liked it or were like thought it was okay, Probably have either not seen it again or didn't care. Uh, Special K, welcome to the chat. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's see. Hardwick says, the reason Brendan Fraser doesn't do action roles anymore is that his chainsaw got stuck in a tree, fell in his yard during Hurricane Sandy, yanking him forward and damaging his spine. That's really sad. I always hate to hear when these real-life accidents happen. Um... And, and especially for people who are who at least come across as being a, like a genuinely good person. It's always really sad to hear that because there aren't a lot of genuinely good people in Hollywood anymore. See, Alex McCarthy, as I said, this is the reason why he needs help. He liked Transcendence. Transcendence was, Transcendence was such trash, man. It was so bad. And that's a movie I went in and it was a movie that was prepped for me to love. Because you had a longtime cinematographer who worked with Christopher Nolan on, on most, most of the Christopher Nolan films that you've seen and love. This dude was a cinematographer for him. And he decided to make his directorial debut. And I was like, dude, this guy is going to have so many great framing. And, and he, he, he worked underneath one of the greatest directors and, and visual concept designers of our time. And it, it just wasn't. You know, he had Johnny Depp in there too. I mean, he had all of the pieces that he would have needed to make a really good movie. And instead it was just a very bad, boring, bland, confusing, hot mess, which is really, really sad. So I, I, that's why I'm very skeptical of this upcoming movie because I'm getting very similar vibes where the trailer makes it look awesome, but I'm afraid it's going to, it's going to let me down. 
Mr. Grant Gregory, what's going on, dude? Thanks for being a member. He says, OMG, I forgot you were on, mate. Just working on your movie trailer like I did for... Oh, thank you, Mr. Grant Gregory. By the way, that's still an amazing trailer. Uh, we watched it on Friday Night Tights last week, and it was phenomenal. And unfortunately, there were some... Uh, issues where it wasn't showing in real time and was skipping and everything but even even then it was still hilarious so that's awesome man let's see hardwick says james gunn said his greatest regret regarding the suicide squad is that he didn't notice margot robbie's collar hit her face during a stunt so audiences might think it's a stunt woman and (laughs) again i hate i hate that it's always the case but i just don't care (laughs) <laughs> that tells me nothing. <laughs> uh, Dolores Ed says, Hey, everyone, can't make it for the stream. Thank you, Dolores Ed, though, for stopping by. I uh, appreciate it. Indeed, I agree. Tugs is dope. That is a fact. Hugs for Tugs. Yep. Agreed. She is awesome. Stephanie B. Putting out some hot, spicy fire. Putting out some hot, spicy fire that I can't say out loud because YouTube would nuke me probably maybe most likely hunger chunky funky monkey i finally got hold of a secondhand copy of alita disney got nothing from that sale what do you recommend i drink when i watch it is it a cognac movie or more of a port flick you're talking to someone who's straight edge man i don't drink i don't know anything about alcoholic beverages and what works and pairs well with what just just do what makes you happy as long as you don't hurt anybody (laughs) uh and and because i have no frame of reference for any of this i would say it's more of a you have a nice nice glass of wine have a nice glass of wine and slowly sip on it as you watch the movie why don't you get why don't you you get a nice uh oh what's a kind of wine again i don't drink so I, i would have no frame of reference for this so yeah i i can't think of any i cannot think of a single drink as far as the wine is concerned I like H2O. H2O is delicious and never lets me down. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Hardwick says, from a certain point of view, Venom is about the benefits and side effects of probiotics. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I guess, maybe. Yes, I know I know. some people are looking forward to uh, Venom. Let's see. Uh, commenting is dangerous. It says that Force of Light shirt looked great on you on Friday Night Tights. Looked very comfy as well. Going to have to add that one to the list of shirts to get. Boom! Commenting is dangerous. Absolutely, dude. Again, they are listed over on T Public. Mr. Grant Gregory says, "Do you have a Streamlabs? I would prefer not to give YouTube your monies." Yes, I do. Uh, if you check the description of the video, you will find uh, the Willow link, which will show you links to everything. And then I also believe I have the Streamlabs link posted there as well. But yes, absolutely, dude. Yeah. Screw YouTube. I much prefer when people do donate there because YouTube doesn't get anything. And it's just always nice to be like, oh, hey, that's money that YouTube's never going to have a penny of. But I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. See, Brian Barth had to say, so you thought The Green Knight was great? Here's the thing. Watch my review. It's it's a lot more complicated than just it's great. It's a lot more complicated than that. So watch, watch the review if you want to find out more about it. See, uh, the CWD Trixie says, Jungle Cruise sounds like a movie that should have come out in the late 90s or early to mid-2000s. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. 
I just feel like everything I hear about it makes me think, no, it just it shouldn't have come out at all. Because it's a movie about an, another random, obscure ride from Disney. And I know that there's some people that do like that ride, or at least like the original ride. But for me, that was a ride that we always walked past because the line was always incredibly short, and it just wasn't all that exciting. You know, I'd much rather walk by it and, and go on a ride like the Haunted Mansion, which has a lot more quality, like just a lot more great design in the ride, a lot more great visual effects, too. I, I don't know. I, I, it was just something where it never even crossed the mind whenever we were in Disney. It would never cross my mind to go on that ride. And the fact that they're making a that, that, they, that they did make a movie out of it just boggles my mind. Until I remember the fact that Disney has no ideas, has no original concepts anymore, and so then decided to take a ride, claim that they based a movie off of that ride, but instead ended up making up just this random movie that has almost no connection to the original ride, and then, hey, decided to spend $200 million making it and then expecting people to actually pay to go see it, which is just nonsensical, at the very least. But thank you all again for being here. Make sure that you all smash that like button, since we did start a little bit late tonight. Smash the like button and share the video as well. Ah, that water's delicious. Let's see, Don Baca, what's going on, dude? Welcome back to the chat. Yeah, I've not seen it myself yet. I, I don't really want to, but I, I feel like part of me is like, part of me feels like I have to so that I can, you know, actually, you know, figure it out and, uh, you know, actually do a review on it and break things down and, and point things out that are not being talked about. But yeah. Uh, 70B, I, I have not forgotten. I just don't know how to get the actual size. And my wife didn't remember either. And I know that there's things you can like print out, but those are typically not as accurate. So I'm going to guess a 10. I don't know. I figure that if it's not a perfect fit, most rings that you have to know the size for can get resized, I think. But I, I don't know. I don't know how to do that at this point where I would actually like, have time to do it. Harwick says, Brandon Fraser's dramatic movies were hits with critics but didn't make much money. His comedic ones were hits with audiences but not critics. He never hit that sweet spot that pleases both. And most movies that come out in a year don't. And especially now in the modern world of film, it's not only even harder to do it, but also, too, it's like, why would you even want to? Because modern-day critics, if they like your movie, are most likely only liking it for certain reasons that are usually of a political nature. So... Yeah, I mean, that whole sweet spot stuff doesn't even exist anymore because of what has happened to critics. Orange Review says, looking at Tolkien's work, you can definitely see the Catholic references. With George Martin's work, you notice the anti-religion themes, and Cersei blows the church and its followers to hell. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot. Of, I mean, if you even go just to, because I have obviously never read all of the books in that series, but it's just looking at the adaptation that the show took, there's that whole sequence where rather almost an entire season where there's this huge focus on these these religious zealots and, and it portrays almost any type of religion in in that kind of a fashion um and so yeah i mean and i think that absolutely has a huge influence not just on the story that's being told but also the way in which the story is being told because when your story is influenced by and is inspired by moral you know moral morality moral teaching 
and concepts that are usually founded in religion, you start to realize that the way that you tell that story is going to be very different, which is why you look to the works of Tolkien, and they're all great. As Rosie said, the high fantasy, uh, there's a lot of really great ideas going on there, but there's no nudity, there's no cursing, there, there's violence, but it's it's violence that's not just violence for the sake of violence, you know? And I think that that is something, too, where you see a very clear difference. And obviously, people are going to enjoy different things because there's obviously I enjoyed most of Game of Thrones as far as the series was concerned. Most of it was pretty good. And then the last couple of seasons were just really bad. The last season being the absolute worst of all of them. And you started to realize, or at least I started to realize, I was like, okay, beforehand, they at least had some good characters and and well-developed characters, well-developed stories and you were able to look past all of just the really random things that were thrown in that just really were not needed or necessary. But then once the good storytelling went away, it was like, okay, this is all you have. See, Rose Duell says, please let me know if you own it. If not, I will send it to you. Again, I... I... I thought I did, but maybe I won't. Maybe I don't. And if anyone ever sends me anything and I happen, and I happen to have it, I will always gladly be able to use it in a, in a giveaway so let's see uh quiz chris wandry welcome back to the chat let us see ray archer gary what's going on dude thank you for being in the chat joey's movie blog hail to you as mccarthy is a member also tagged to say i've seen this Snyder cut like 12 times you have a problem alex mccarthy get help <laughs> stop get help oh man just another red shirt hail to you welcome back to the chat thanks for being a member uh brian barth tagged and said how is that martin scorsese is still around and kicking everyone's butt still he's a very talented filmmaker i mean he's a talented filmmaker and i i feel like he picks his projects he, he's not a tip he's not the kind of director that's going to just do random projects to try and get checks he's the kind of person where he he takes his time he only picks projects that he really wants to do. He puts all of his time and effort into those projects, and I think it's been very successful. Now, he hasn't made all great films. I would say The Irishman is definitely one of the weaker films that he's made in his entire career when you compare it to the other films he's made. But even then, you can still look to that movie, and I remember watching it and thinking to myself, there's a lot of things in this movie that I really like. There's a lot of things in here that are just really great, raw classic storytelling which is just so lost in modern filmmaking but it also is just not a perfect film in a lot of different ways but you look at him and i mean look at how old he was i don't remember how old he was for wolf of wall street like the fact that a guy at his age was able to make a movie like the wolf of wall street you know it's just one of those things where you're like okay this this is what we need more of in modern hollywood is we need directors who actually care who actually are going to put their all into their stories, whether it's in being just the director and getting things going and getting things together, whether it's as a writing director, right, trying to put out the best stories and adapt those stories in the best way possible. But but something needs to be done. You know, we, we need to have this huge movement in that direction in order for that to happen. And we're just not really having that at this point. We're not seeing that movement happen. Instead, what we're seeing are a bunch of you know, random directors, and this is the way it's typically going nowadays, especially with companies like Disney, is a bunch of indie directors who are actually on a pathway to do some really good stuff, you know, to do some really great stuff. They pick them up, give them 
$200 million and then say, make for us a giant big budget spectacle film that you have no contextual ability to be able to realize on your own, which is why, hey, we're going to be here to help. And all we're going to do is basically just destroy any vision that you might have. And we're going to direct the action scenes for you, right? This is something that's been reported often. And these directors end up getting essentially their careers almost destroyed in a lot of ways because they're thrown into the limelight. They put out movies that are just so bad and some of them are able to go back and say, okay, well I tried it. I'm done. I'm going to go back and, and do my indie films. And some of them can, can go and recapture the amazing work that they were able to do beforehand. So you have, you have those groups going on. And then all of the other directors that work on multiple big budget films are the ones that, put out multiple films in a short period of time and they have no quality to them. Forever sci-fi. I even like Brendan Fraser in Looney Tunes back in action where he wasn't afraid to make fun of himself. It's a movie that I've never seen, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard great things about it, so I don't think I've really missed a whole lot there. Evan S says, bless me, Odin, please forgive me. I just bought the three Musketeers 1948 with Gene Kelly and iTunes. Um, so the movie choice is fine, why in the world are you buying it on, on digital? That is what I am upset about. And I'm assuming that's what you're asking for forgiveness for. And I will not grant it. I will not grant it. If you're not buying the actual physical disc, if you're not buying the actual physical media, you might as well be anathema to me. Disappointed. Disappointed. Insert gif here. Disappointed! That's me right now. <sighs> Let me down. All right, Thursday's Warriors a member says, For Transcendence, Rex Reed wrote, quote, A pointless nightmare of pretentious science fiction twaddle with no plot, no coherence, and no heart. Thursday's Warrior, thank you for sharing those words from Rex Reed. And that is about one of the best takes you can have on that movie. If you have never seen that movie before, that's all you need to know about it. All you need to know about it. It's just, it really is not worth watching. And again, it's so sad because it had all of the potential in the world. I want to say Nolan was even a producer or an executive producer on that film to give his longtime cinematographer some some love and, and some help. It just did not turn out well at all. Let's see. Alice McCarthy says, My drink of choice is a fine vintage 2021 Mountain Dew. That's awesome. <laughs> Gonzalo Vergali, what's going on, dude? Thanks for being here. All right, 7.51 in the chat. It's 8.02 in real life, so I'm only about seven minutes behind or so. Thank you all again for being here and for being patient, as I was a little late today. Nathan Slay says, I would rather listen to the song Jungle Boogie for the one millionth time than watch Jungle Cruise for the first time. Well, yeah, I mean, Jungle Boogie is a great song. Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, everyone. You are welcome. John Edgar, welcome back to the chat. Thanks for being here. Honga Chonga Funga Monkey is a member, says Odin is straight edge. He is also a wrestling fan. We've never seen Odin and CM Punk in the same room at the same time. This is all true, Hunky Chunky, but one thing that I can use to throw a giant wrench into that theory, he's in a lot better shape than I am. And that's all I need. I will throw myself under the bus. I am a flabby, dad bod rocking dude. CM Punk is jacked, rather more so ripped than jacked, but... 
Anyway, Thursday's Warrior says, new movie announced by Disney, The Monorail. Now, you see, that could be a great film because there's not really a whole lot to work with. You could actually do The Monorail. Dude, if Disney did a film called The Monorail and they turned it into a haunted, possessed train ride, oh, man, that could be cool. Could you imagine hearing, stand clear of the closing doors, please? I don't know the Spanish for it, but could you imagine if like that started to change and started to talk to you and started to say some really creepy, weird stuff? That could actually be really good. Disney, I just gave you a movie that you can make for well under $20 million and could probably make massive profits. In fact, I guarantee you that the idea that I just gave you, Disney, could make you more money than every other movie that you have put out over the last year and a half. Oh, how do I know that? Because every movie you put out over the last year and a half has lost money. By the fifty to one hundred and fifty million dollar range, you're welcome, Disney. Now, of course, they're not going to do that because why would they want to put the Disney label on a on a horror movie? Ugh, so stupid, man. Monorail that could be fun, but Disney doesn't know how to have fun anymore. Andrew Hoyle, member says, can't wait for Disney to release a film about waiting in line for the bathroom ride. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's see. Hardwick. I've seen Jungle Cruise. It's basically the mummy light. It has some good scenes, and Emily Blunt is great in it, but the plot's a mess. The villains are blind, are bland, and there's some wokeness. You see, that's the thing. If maybe the villains were blind, it could make the story more interesting. <laughs> Chris from the 80s, thanks for being in the chat. Hunger Chunky Funky Monkey, who's a member, says, Lots of suggestions as to what to drink. Maybe I'll just stick them all in a glass together. Yeah, maybe put some ice in there. Click on blend. And then Hunger Chunk is like, I'm having a good time. Daniel Thorne. Looks like The Free Guy will be the last movie I see in the theaters due to NYC tyranny. Daniel Thorne, man. I did not know that you lived in uh, NYC. Man, that is just insanity. And obviously, it's not the time or place to talk about what's going on at NYC specifically. But it's just crazy. Anyone that's living there or any other city or state that decides to do what they're doing up there, God help you. Uh, over on Odyssey, was it Ryan? Ryan? I don't know how to. I don't know how to pronounce that name. He says, "Sue Disney for the rights over the monorail." Oh man, I don't know if I'd win that. I could. I could probably win. Ry- Win a win a lawsuit. Now, I wouldn't be able to win a lawsuit. But if I could win anything, it'd be a lawsuit maybe over the title. But if I wanted to actually use the actual clips, I mean, they those are those have long been copyrighted. <laughs> there's no there's no doubt about that at this point. All right, let me pull up real quick. So I talked about it a little bit earlier today, but I did want to bring it back up again. So as of right now. The movie The Suicide Squad, which comes out this Friday, is expected to make between 35 and $60 million in the domestic marketplace. The range for the entire domestic total is $75 million to $150 million. So this is a number that likely is going to change, meaning when we get to the next couple of days, normally they put out their final prediction for the weekend sometime around Thursday and then they start to put out new updates based on how many tickets have actually been sold and how much money has actually been made so I'll probably do another another Saturday update video like I did last weekend uh, for the Suicide Squad's numbers as they come in but 
as of right now, these numbers, if these numbers were to hold, right, if we don't see any major discrepancies or changes in these early estimates, let's assume the movie makes $150 million by the end of its run domestically. That's a very high bar. That's the highest part of this prediction, which means it's probably unlikely that it's going to hit that number. But hey, who knows? Maybe it's a smash hit. We don't know this. But let's assume it makes $150 million. That would mean this movie would cap out worldwide somewhere between $300 and $400 million. And if if that's what the movie makes, and if the film costs north of $150 million to make, that could spell a problem for the profitability of this movie. Add on top of that, if the film makes $400 million worldwide, but if $100 million of that or so comes from China... That means the number's even worse because they don't get a whole lot from the Chinese marketplace when you actually look at the percentages. So right now, 35 to $60 million opening weekend domestically for the Suicide Squad is what's projected. 75 to $150 million is what is said to be the final total for that movie. If those numbers again hold, it's not looking good for that movie. Assuming the film costs as much as I think it did... But remember, they're not really releasing those numbers, which, again, also has me a little bit concerned because normally if you're not that worried about the movie, you'd, you'd be more than willing to have those numbers be very publicly available. The fact that they're kind of, it seems, the fact that it's not being reported anywhere, kind of hiding those numbers, I don't know. That, that kind of spells to me that the movie is just not, not going to be a financial success. But anyway, those are the numbers as they stand right now. Just wanted to put that out there uh, so that way I could have talk about it in, in a more concrete and official way. Edgardo Martinez, what's going on, dude? <laughs> Please watch Jungle Cruise so we don't have to. There's been plenty who have watched it already. I think uh, Josiah, um, by the way, shout out to the Josiah Rises. Uh, I know that he watched it and he did a really good review breakdown of that movie. Let's see, Gonzalo says, the first hour of Jungle, I found it entertaining. Then it comes, then it becomes Conquistadors of South America and the magic was lost. Ooh, no thank you. Don Baca says, I watched Jungle Cruise to the end so I could fairly critique it. Yeah, dude. And that that's where I stand on, on movie reviews. And that's why I'm not going to be able to put out any official word on whether the film is good or not, whether the film is woke or not, because I've not seen the entirety of the film. I can make commentary about actors i can make commentary about the way in which the film has been received by others and how it's been presented as far as the trailers and and things like that and of course the box office and break those numbers down but yeah i don't like when people put put out reviews or even if it's just like a mini review for a movie when they haven't actually seen the movie see mr grant gregory says a polynesian dwayne johnson plays a Spaniard who is 400 years old and speaks and use 21st century phrasing and has an American accent. Hashtag Disney, hashtag Hale Odin. Interesting. Well, let's be fair here. If you're critical of that, wouldn't you also therefore be critical of older films that had actors that were playing characters that are nowhere near where they would be? I mean, remember, Sean Connery played a Spaniard at one point in a movie. Uh, so... Uh, it's one of those things where if, if you're going to hold standards for, for modern films, you got to hold the same standards for older films, too. Not to say that you didn't, by the way, but that's just the thought that pops into my head. Thursday Warrior says, Gotta say, I really enjoyed Fraser in Bedazzled. Bedazzled is actually a very underrated comedy because all the different scenes that he gets put into, some of them are really funny. 
When he becomes the most emotional man in the world, oh my goodness, that entire sequence is just fantastic. He just starts crying at the sunset, and it's beautiful. Peter Han had a great uh, shout here. John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Exactly. You know, I look back to the nice and I look at that, and I'm like, okay, hey, that's, that's kind of how it is. But, yeah, if we're going to have, we have to be consistent with, with the issues. We have to have consistency with the issues. Uh, Pete Dencott, welcome to the chat. Uh, Alien Ogre, I saw you earlier, and I think I shouted you out, but if I didn't, shout out to you, Alien Ogre. Thank you for being here. Mary, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin at the very beginning of your comment or question. You'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. Unless, of course, you are a member, in which case, one of the perks of being a member is that you don't have to worry about that. Don Vaca says, after watching all of Jungle Cruise, I honestly can't figure out who it was intended to or will appeal to. Interesting. So you wouldn't even be able to say, oh, this could appeal to families. This could appeal to kids. Because I kind of got that feeling from the trailer. Like, even the trailer was kind of all over the place, but interesting. Tina B says, I'm pretty sure when he was showing off his Columbia set, he had all of the lean movies in it. Yeah, I remember, so he doesn't have to. Context? You tagged me, but I've lost the context. Not another dime. Welcome. Awesome one. Thank you for being here. Gomer Kyle 79 hail to you. Thanks for being here, man. And thank you for being a member. I appreciate it. All right. Let's see. Tina tagged at 7.59. Do you remember a scene in The Irishman where De Niro was beating up a grocery guy? I saw a YouTuber say it's a considered the worst scene in the movie. It sounded awful. Here's the thing. I've only seen the movie once. So I honestly can say I haven't seen it. What I do remember from the movie, though, now that I'm thinking about the film, is that... Uh, that's going to be a little spicy. So a heretic priest by the name of Father James Martin, SJ, is featured in the movie. Uh, not to mention, at one point, there's another former priest who used to be on Fox News all the time, Father Jonathan, so you know, former Father Jonathan Morris, who left the priesthood and got married basically within a year of leaving the priesthood. Very, very scandalous. Lots of issues with it. Um... But uh, Father James Martin's in the movie. The The worst part of the movie for me, and this is very subjective, the worst part of the movie for me, though, is Father James Martin, who is a modernist heretic, is baptizing a child in the movie, and he's baptizing the child using the Latin pre-Vatican II rite. And if you know anything about Father James Martin, you know that he is no friend to traditional Catholicism is no friend to pre-Vatican II sacraments. And you could tell also, it's like, okay, this guy has not been trained in Latin at all. So anyway, that that was the subjective issue. The biggest subjective issue I had with the Irishman was anything featuring, because he was, I think, in the movie twice, anything featuring Father James Martin and then the Father Jonathan Morris thing. (laughs) And I can't really go into much more detail than that because this is not an open forum or a... Uh, faith stream so (laughs) oh man i don't know if anyone would actually want to watch that movie because i have that movie happen and that movie gets shown every single night on friday night tights every single evening on friday night tights it gets shown all right 
Let us see. <laughs> yes! The chaplain of the channel is on my side on this. He says, I will not absolve Evans for buying digital. Yes, father. This is what we call a conspiracy. Not a conspiracy theory, but a conspiracy against you, sir. Let's see. Hannibal Grimm, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, Hardwick tag to say, Disney pulled the masked man is actually a woman twist yet again. Really? Ah, oh, man. I assume that's talking about Jungle Cruise there. That's so stupid. So stupid. Uh, Rosie12 says, Is anyone else cautiously optimistic about the new Ghostbusters movie? Although I do feel like Charlie Brown while Lucy is holding the football at the same time. Rosie, yes, I do feel that way. But that newest trailer does have me hyped. That that new trailer does have me psyched. Um, I don't know why I just rhymed there. But no, I would agree. I, I think there's a lot of stuff to be excited about for that movie, but I do have that same level of concern where things seem like they are too good. That being said, I think anything <laughs> anything in the Ghostbusters universe that is being compared to Ghostbusters 2016 is going to seem like Shakespeare. <laughs> so even though I have concern, it... Based on the trailer alone, I know it's not going to be as bad as Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> I just call it a gut feeling. Harvick says, In Jungle Cruise, Trader Sam, who was a man in the Disneyland ride, is introduced wearing a mask and speaking in a deep voice. When the mask comes off, Sam is a woman with a normal female voice. That's just stupid. They, 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 they gender-swapped Trader Sam? Of all the things. Oh, my goodness. And this, again, it shows you why nothing Disney makes these days is any good at all. It's not. Because they don't care about telling a good story. I bet the pitch for that movie was, hmm, let's take this ride that some people claim is problematic and then let us then turn it on its head by gender swapping and probably, I'm assuming, even race swapping a character. Keely Chow, what's going on? Thanks for being in the chat. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Gormacall79 says, Sweet vanilla tea. Interesting. I never had that before. Never had that before. Yeah, please make sure y'all smash that like button. Got 84 people still watching. Thank y'all for being here. 70B, you're right. I don't know what the deeper meaning of Jungle Boogie is. I just know the song. <laughs> okay. So, I've not seen Jungle Cruise. I have seen Boat Trip. And what I can tell you is that Boat Trip is phenomenal. It is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. It's so incredibly non-PC, it could not ever be made today, ever. Because it's about two straight men who get tricked into going on a gay cruise. Which, that concept alone should make you go, I need to see this movie right now. This this sounds like it could be hilarious. Because guess what? It is. Um... And uh, also, if you've ever been a fan or even have hated Roger Moore because of his 007, because I think there's people that like or hate his version of, of 007 you know, as James Bond, any emotion at all towards him, I guarantee you your entire life will be changed by watching the film Boat Trip because you get to see Roger Moore in the film. And all I will say about his character is that he is someone that is on the boat. That's all I will say about the character. Everything else you will have to experience for yourself. 
All right, Laura comes in to say, Baby Thor and Juggle Boogie? What a stream! I know, right? Trying to, trying to make up for, for my tardiness. Uh, Gonzalo Borgali says, It's probably going to be the people mover rather than the monorail. Oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. That's a good shout, actually. <laughs> Bruce says, The monorail was uncomfortable to ride. Maybe work that into the plot as well. You got it, man. If I ever win the rights to that movie. <laughs> uh, Slicer Neon's tag to say, If we're not giving kids nightmares, what are we even doing? That's a great point. Wait, what? No. Well, here's another thing, too, is that people might even think, like, you know, Disney wouldn't make a horror film or anything like that. Dude, anyone who's been to Disney for more than just the last, like, five or ten years will know at one point in time they had a, a ride called Alien Encounter. And it was the most terrifying experience that I have ever had in my life. Not to mention, still to this day, they have the Haunted Mansion. And if you go in the Haunted Mansion, during the scene when all of the portraits start to stretch, when the guy goes, or we could do it my way, if you look up, literally there is a noose. Literally there is someone hanging from that noose. So Disney has a history of being able to do horror really well because alien encounter is terrifying and it's very well done or rather it was and then they turned it into stitch encounter to make it more kid friendly but there was a time when they were not afraid to be able to put out more adult oriented stuff and in certain ways haunted mansion even though there's definitely a, a more family element to some of the things going on haunted mansion is actually incredibly dark it's actually an incredibly dark ride and, and concept if you really delve into it. And it's just so sad that they have fallen so far away from being able to... See, those are the ideas that they need to start putting into their films. If they wanted to actually adapt a ride, why not make a really great horror film based on the Haunted Mansion? Why not make a really great horror film based... I saw someone mention it in the, in the chat. Hannibal Grimm, thank you. Tower of Terror. I mean, they have the Tower of Terror straight to Disney Channel movie, but that, that, I mean, you could do so much stuff. Or even better, since I already mentioned it, imagine if they made a horror film out of Alien Encounter. I mean, so much stuff. That's the kind of stuff. If you're going to adapt anything, that's what you adapt. But instead, they're adapting Jungle Cruise and then gender swapping the main character for no reason. Except because of identity politics. Bruce, South Park did a waiting in the line for the ride ride. <laughs> nice. Yes, nothing like a good Disney queue. Slicer, tag to say, resurrecting cursed conquistadors from stone is tight. Odd that you have an opinion on that, but okay. Ooh, that tells me there must be a new pitch meeting for Jungle Cruise. And I am behind on pitch meetings. Because I get that. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> wow, that's tight. If you've never seen a pitch meeting, I highly recommend it. Especially for films like this where they just look terrible. It just makes you so much happier. Mr. Grant Gregory, please shout out your brilliant blue wrenches, uh, Tina and Steph, Alex, Heimdall, and those whom I have forgotten. Always. I shout out Tina and Steph at the end of every live stream because they are phenomenal people. Alex has a wrench because one day they weren't going to be here and he's always here and he got a wrench anyway. I'm going to take it away one day. Uh, but I do need to shout out Laura because uh, Laura was given the wrench because she is 
awesome and she is responsible. Alex McCarthy is not responsible. Alex McCarthy watched the <laughs> watched the Snyder cut 12 times. <laughs> I don't trust that man. I don't trust him at all. But one, one day I'm going to have to take away his wrench. But no, a huge shout <laughs> I do have to give a huge shout out to Tina, Steph, and of course also to Laura because they are awesome. They are fantastic. Oh man! All right, let us see. By the way, I see a couple people quoting from <laughs> from the pitch meetings. <laughs> I see Laura put "super easy, barely an inconvenience." Wow! 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 Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Even my wife, who typically doesn't like the same YouTube stuff that I do, even she loves that. Like we went one day where we were just like watching one after the other after the other. It was it was fantastic. Uh, oh boy, oh lord, Smoochie McBiden. Well, thank you for for subscribing to the channel because you have to subscribe in order to be in the chat. Um, <laughs> and thank you, I guess, for being here. Uh, I do ask though, please leave. Uh, the young children alone. That's all I ask. Please leave them alone. Don't bother them, please. It's not appropriate, Mr. President. <laughs> they don't want you sniffing their hair. Uh, anyway, uh, Laura says, according to Disney, anyone who is swarthy can play a Spaniard. Yes, yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> their standards are pretty low, to say the least. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, nothing beats Christopher Lee playing Fu Manchu. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Favorite sci-fi who is a member says, unlike some other Robins, I can speak with an English accent. Connery in Hunt for Red October and Costner playing Robin Hood show you can be entertained despite bad accents. Also, uh, bad casting choices as well. Um, and <laughs> favorite sci-fi is gonna is gonna bring back up the fight that I was having with. Uh, Andrew Hoyle earlier, and this is why Dev Patel can play Gawain. <laughs> this right here. This right here. If you're okay with Sean Connery playing every single role underneath the sun... I'm kidding. I love you, man. Anyway. Uh, I can speak with an English accent. So great. Love Robin Hood Mentites. My wife and I watched that actually a couple weeks ago. Uh, let's see. Tina says, we were discussing you owning River uh, River Kwai, Dr. Shivago, Lawrence of Arabia, etc. I, I, I own Bridge on the River Kwai. I own that one on 4K. Lawrence of Arabia, I'm pretty sure I own that one. Dr. Shivago, I, I'm not entirely sure about, to be honest. I'm not entirely sure about, to be honest. Carry on. Don Baca tagged to say, nope, it's too violent in parts to be suitable for most children. The humor won't appeal to adults or kids. The shaky cam action scenes for Emily were dizzying. The effects and plots nonsensical. Yeah. Again, there's just, there's so much about the concept of the film and everything, you know, I saw in that first trailer. Just no, just not good. Just doesn't seem very good. Orange reviews that Sean, saying that Sean Connery plays a Spaniard in Highlander is inaccurate. I'm not Spanish. I'm Egyptian. Which is which in the lore he is indeed Egyptian. His name is only Spanish because of his travel. Okay, that still has the same problem. I, when I look at Sean Connery, I don't see a Spaniard or an Egyptian. It's still the same issue. <laughs> it's still the same problem. Now I don't really care, but it's again bringing up that point about how 
you know, it's okay. Uh, Father comes in to say, Father Jonathan Morse's marriage prep would be very, very, very interesting. Uh, To say the very least, yeah. Uh, Sandy Q, what's going on? Thanks for being a member. Says, open up the DVD cabinet and watch the original Sunset Boulevard last week. Oh, for the good old days. Nice. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. Yes. You're welcome for that. Alien Ogre says, favorite 80s movie? Well, the 80s is one of the worst decades for me. It's a great decade for movies. It's one of the worst decades for me because there's so many 80s films that I've never seen before. If I guess I had to choose one 80s film, I'd probably choose Back to the Future. Back to the Future 1 and 2. Since 3 is... 3 came out in the early 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Robert Wood, welcome. Appreciate it. Chris Wandry tagged and said, Have you seen Mel Gibson, The Professor, and The Madman? I haven't, but I actually... I remember... I came across it one day and I was like, ooh, this seems pretty interesting. But doesn't that also... Is that the film that also stars Sean Penn? Because I feel like I came across it and there was something about it that I was like, ooh. And then I saw something else and I was like, oh. Is that the one that also stars Sean Penn? Because if that's the case, that might be the reason why I was like, eh, no, thank you. Hardwick says, I think Disney intended Jungle Cruise to appeal to fans of The Mummy, Pirates of the Caribbean, and the new Jumanji movies. So yeah, I mean, that just makes it even worse because it's like, hey, we have no ideas, so let's just take a bunch of other better ideas, combine them all into a mixer, similar to what Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey was talking about doing earlier, about how he wanted just to take all the drink recommendations he was being given and put them all in a blender. But instead of it creating something that, you know, could at least <laughs> lead to a good time, it instead leads to a lot of people having a bad time. Uh, Soul Assassin says, "GB 2016, Ghostbusters 2016 never happened. We were all on vaca- uh, we were all on vacation at that time. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> it's sad that it, it is something that still exists. Orange reviews: The new Ghostbusters is looking dope. Do I have concerns? A little, sure, but this movie is done by the son of the original director, and he has respected fans and admittedly intends to honor them too. And again." That's why I've said there's a lot of reasons for us to be incredibly optimistic. But as is the case with most of what we see in modern Hollywood, we should always feel and and we should rather always try and hold on and have some reservations until the actual completed product comes out. So and until that turns out to be something different than what we have right now, I'm going to be excited for it. Let's see. Laura says, Trader Sam is now Trader Ma'am. It's Trader Ma'am. <laughs> Soul Assassin says, uh, Odin needs to come visit the South and get some sweet tea and watermelon barbecue. Bro, what are you talking about? I'm born and raised in New Orleans. What do you mean I need to come to the South? I'm living in Tennessee. I'm born and raised in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't get further South than New Orleans. There's a reason why they call it the Deep South. Anyway, oh, how dare you even question my southern credentials. Chimaki76, first favorite, first favorite father is Father Christopher Miller, and then second favorite is Father Guido Sarducci. I don't get that reference. Evader Surge, tag to say, if there's something strange, if there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? 
Rather, he says, you call the Ghostbusters. But who do you call if there's something woke in Ghostbusters? It's a good question. Did you watch the commentary version of Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer? There's a commentary version, Hannibal Grimm? I don't know what comment. who's giving the commentary. Kick44, I'm afraid to ask, have you seen African Queen? I have not seen the entire film. However, I did start it the other day. I did start it the other day. I will say this much. I'm not a big fan of it so far, to be honest. And it's it's kind of a weird movie because the studios involved are companies I've never heard of before. And I'm like, this is a weird movie. And I want to say it was a movie that I'm assuming that was, I think it was on HBO Max. So I'm assuming obviously Warner Brothers then owns the rights to it. But yeah, the company behind it, I was like, this is weird. I don't know. It's just a little bit off for me. And I'm again, I'm only a few minutes really into the movie, but uh, Don Baca says, someone decided that instead of trying to make The Rock funny, they decided to make him deliberately unfunny when he makes jokes. Yeah, I heard a lot of people make the, that same reference that it should have been just called Dad Jokes the movie. Like, essentially, it's just him making a bunch of dad jokes that are not even that funny, which is sad because he's a charismatic guy. Sandy Q says, Beauty was my first horror movie. Sleeping Beauty was my first horror movie. Maleficent turning into the dragon terrified me. That's a pretty dark movie. I mean, a lot of their classic stuff also can be very, very dark. Hannibal Graham, let us not forget the Tower of Terror. Yes, indeed. And again, shout out to you for uh, mentioning that earlier. Uh, Justin of the Red Shirt says, Funny, I didn't find Alien Encounter to be scary. Lame, yes. Scary, no. Well, I mean, I went there for the first time as a child. So I think that a child especially is going to be terrified of that ride. Because you're in there, you think that alien's real as a child. When you're older, you're like, okay, this is not as good. But Anyway, uh, let's see. Laura says, the best gay movie is In and Out with Kevin Klein, Tom Selleck, Joan Cusack, and Matt Dillon. Really? I don't know. I feel, I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like it would still have to be The Birdcage. I don't know. I can't see anything topping the birdcage for me. By the way, thank you again, Laura, for having sent me that mug, which is based off of a line from the birdcage. I, I use it. It's So I have my main mug, which is my ladder with Crowder mug, and then my secondary mug is that one. So, Let us see. Legit36 says, I'm going to need you to get all the way off that thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Gian Tratt says, The wife who kills her husbands. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Alice McCarthy. There's plenty I don't like. Yeah, but there's a lot of questions, too. Father Christopher Miller says, What does it mean when the priest doesn't have a wrench? <laughs> I think it says a lot. I think it says a lot. Will Ginger, what's going on, man? Thanks for being here. Uh, Danabaka says, Pitch Meeting Jungle Cruise came out three hours ago. Their Cruella and Black Widow ones are hilarious. Okay, cool. So I'm not that far behind on that one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, we'll start to wrap things up a little bit. I wanted to go a little bit longer because I know that I started a little bit late. Um, but we'll go ahead and um, end in about five minutes so if y'all can start to slow down. Let's see. Harwick says, Trader Sam wasn't the main character in the movie, just a supporting character who showed up for 15, 20 minutes. Doesn't matter. 
because it, it's still just as cringy and unnecessary. In fact, that makes it even more unnecessary, the fact that the character wasn't even in the film all that much and was a supporting character at that. Makes it very sad. Gian Trad, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Kamala. Appreciate the advice. Andrew Hoyle comes in to say, greatest 80s movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a good one. That is a very good one. Alice McCarthy coming in to remind everyone the 80s had Lethal Weapon 2. Okay, 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 okay. Again, another fun 80s film for sure. I'm going to have to go with Back to the Future still, though. Um, Let's see. Gonzalo Bagali, who's a member, says, wait, there was a Ghostbusters movie in 2016? Was it based on the film filmation cartoon that no one ever talks about it? <laughs> Oh, no, it was just that it was not a Ghostbusters movie, and so it might as well just be completely forgotten at this point. And even saying that sentence makes people really mad, and it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, let us see. Father came in to say, speaking of NOLA, I was, on vocation, I was on vacation with a priest from NOLA last week. Nice. I might even know him. Let me know in, in the DM. See, awesome one says, when Odin releases his film, we have to get skeptical until it comes out. <laughs> hey, I would expect nothing less, awesome one. If Again, if I'm going to hold others to that standard, I would expect people to hold me to that standard as well. Ah, uh, thank you. Again, I always need context like this because I have not always watched SNL, and so I don't know all the characters. Father Guido Sarducci was a character in SNL. Nice. Uh, Harbuck says, it seems like I'm one of the few left cold by the new Ghostbusters trailer. It just looks boring to me. I don't care for the idea of a bunch of kids being the new Ghostbusters. I do because you can't just have Ghostbusters 3 with the original actors because, unfortunately, one of them has passed away. And it would not be good. I I don't want to see all these actors who are really old now doing the same stuff. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to actually do what they're doing right now with the kids, especially with one of them being the grandchild of Egon and the secretary. By the way, that's a brilliant bit of storytelling to do, even just in the trailer, because now, now that new character, right, that, that new little girl makes so much more sense. Her look, at first you were like, okay, I can see Egon in here, but there was also... There was something else that seemed familiar. And now that we have the concept that was put out in the newest trailer of of essentially establishing that Egon and the secretary from the first first couple of movies, that they got together, I don't know. I, I, I really like that. I, I think that it really adds more layers uh, to the story. And I think that it's going to make the concept and, and make the universe that's being built by this respect the source material and also just be able to really add something. And also, I think it also is going to allow for the director to really spend a lot of time making sure that these characters are as great as they can, because essentially what he's doing is saying this little girl is very much an inspiration from it, from her, from his father. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of stuff to, to be happy about. I think. Um, let's see. Again, we are wrapping things up. You all can slow down, please. Michael Higson says, come on, African Queen. It's a grand survival adventure film. Again, I've only seen a few minutes of it. Calm down. Uh, Chris Wandry says, I'm pretty sure Sean Penn is in it, but nonetheless, the movie was a brilliant true story about forgiveness, how important everyone's life is, and the creation of the dictionary. Interesting. Yeah, I think that might be the reason why I skipped over it, though. 
Uh, waiting for the draw. I can enjoy the taco, taco time. Taco time. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says Gary said that he watched the Ghostbusters trailer with the Jason with the Jason Reitman commentary, and that what Reitman said in his commentary is what got him hyped for the movie. Nice, very cool. Hannibal Grimm says that's why I'm here. Also, Jason Reitman did the commentary. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for the information. All right. Let's see, Pete says, mate, my dad jokes are always funny. Check it. I've been learning how to play the tambourine. I'm doing okay, but my technique is a bit shaky. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, yes, Bruce. Yes, yes, yes. Glad that you appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Father then says, uh, best game movie, if you want to call it that, is The Producers with Roger. Oh, Roger Debris. Oh, yeah. That's a good shout, too. I do like The Birdcage, though. Um, Andrew Hoyle. Best gay movie, Top Gun. Um, there is definitely a lot of subtext in that movie that I think someone could look into. In fact, I remember in college, we were going into different films, and that came up. <laughs> uh, the entire volleyball sequence came up as as a point of... Yeah, they were digging a little too deep into it, I think. But still, it's one of those things where once you dig into it and you're like looking at that scene again later on in life, you're like, oh yeah, there's... <laughs> Hardwick, dude, I see the live chat. I, I asked y'all to slow down, and then you're putting out these long statements. <laughs> Chill out, Hardwick, please. Animal Grim. <laughs> what? No love for Robocop or Real Intense Excellent Adventure? I didn't say I didn't like it. I didn't say I didn't like those movies. I just said they're not my favorite. They're not at the top of my list. Thank you, by the way, to everyone else who, who listened and slowed things down for me. I really did appreciate that. Hardwick said, they had Dwayne Johnson making a bunch of lame puns because skippers on the actual Disney ride always did that. So fans of the ride expect it, but he has funny, he has, he was pretty funny often. And again, he's a pretty charismatic guy. Exactly. Egon Secretary. Egon Janine. Ah, that's right. The character's name was Janine. Thank y'all. Yes. Fussy, 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 fussy. Yes. Birdcage reference right there. Oh, so good. Harwick says, I have nothing against a new team of Ghostbusters. I don't like the idea of them being children. They should be highly trained professionals who were apprentices of the original team. And again, you already have one. I'll say it again. You have one who is the granddaughter of one of them and not just one of them, but one of them and Janine, the secretary. So... I, I, I would say I think you're overthinking it because if you really want to overthink the original Ghostbusters, you probably can. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you need to just let go sometimes and enjoy some things. Anyway, I think that's just a little. Yeah, I think you're looking a little too far into that one. But anyway, Andrew Hoyle coming in. Great last comment to be like, do Ray. Egon. Exactly. Anyway, for everyone who had watched over on Odyssey, thank you very much for watching. Uh, pretty slow in the chat today, but again, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Ride W. Yant. Thank you for being over on Odyssey. Make sure you light up that fire button. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you light up that like button. That you like light up that like button. Uh, that you smash that like button on YouTube. It really does mean a lot. You're all great. Um, as Laura comes in to say, everything was a little gay in the 80s. 
there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of truth in that comment, I would say. Uh, before heading out, I do want to give a shout-out to my members who are at the Army of Asgard level and above, as it comes and is one of the perks of being a member on the YouTube channel with, um, with that level of membership. So let me go ahead and... Fossey, Fossey, Fossey. Now that's in my head. All right, so give a huge shout-out to all of my Army of Asgard level and above members on YouTube. Uh, Cornelius Schultz, Fetigator, Gonzalo Bergali, Soul Extraction, Nico Blue, N. Forky, George Moilo, Mondo Spieler, Grimm's Math, Wicked Plumber, Sean A.T.H.F., Gomer Kyle 79, Kara Tharp, Damn Walking 55, M. Takshark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Orange Chat Reviews, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Thank you all very much for being members at those levels. You guys are awesome and great, and I appreciate it. Soul Assassin had said, Ghostbusters, 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 Watch Party, when Odin? Uh, the original, you mean? I don't know. Because <laughs> that would mean I would have to have time uh, to be able to have a watch party in the first place. Which I really don't. Uh, <laughs> with the school year starting up especially. Not the time to add on more stuff. Uh, but anyway, thank you all so very much for being here tonight. Please make sure that you smash that like button before heading out. And I do have my updated August shout out video. Uh, and again, huge shout out to all of my Patreon subscribe star and locals members. And of course, because I do it at the end of every stream, but I want to give a huge shout out, especially to my Valkyrie, to Tina and Steph, who are my rock, my foundation. Uh, they are fantastic, always doing great work. And of course, a shout out, huge shout out to Laura, who's also one of the mods and, uh, always makes me laugh. I feel like there's just certain references that she'll throw in every now and then where I'm just like, oh, I get that. And she gets me. I love it. So anyway, thank you again for being in the chat. And also to everyone else, to all the members and to all the subscribers on the channel. It really does always mean a lot. And thank you again for understanding me being a little bit late tonight as well. Anyway, you guys are all great. And I need to update this video real quick. So as I do that, let me change this video. Because otherwise, I don't think anything would theoretically play. Because I want to say I deleted the original file that was from July, but I can now choose the August video. Boom, there it is, and I press OK. Anyway, you guys are all amazing people as I talk to myself. Have a wonderful rest of your night, everyone, and everything should be back to normal over the next few days with uh, family uh, heading out of town uh, officially tomorrow, and uh, everything with school happening as well. So the next stream that I'll be on is going to be Friday Night Tights. So Friday Night Tights over on Nerdrotic. Should be a lot of fun. We'll have our Saturday Night stream as well. And also this weekend is the planned day on Sunday is the planned day for us to have our Chosen of Valhalla live stream. So be on the lookout for that as well. And then I start school officially with actual students and actual classes to teach. And it's a new year. And it's supposed to be as normal of a year as we possibly can have it, which I'm excited for. But it also means that we're going to be a little bit more serious this year. And uh, anyway, wish me luck. Uh, God bless everyone out there. If you have kids in school, if you are a kid in school or whatever it might be, hope you all had a wonderful summer. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Enjoy the rest of your uh, time and week. Anyway, you guys are great. 
Love you all very much. Have a wonderful night, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my August locals, Patreon, and subscribe star members. Starting off with my locals crew, Cat's App, The Real It, D Sharp, Biffer the Hobbit, Robert Barnes, and Goblin Squatch. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Locals. And now on to my Patreon members, Andrew Hoyle, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Lance, Laura, the Modern Major General's story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And lastly, to my subscribe star peeps, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B., Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. Thank you all very much for supporting me on Subscribestar, and to everyone for supporting me on these platforms. Also, a shout-out to all of my YouTube members. You get shout-out at the end of every single live stream. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and every video, please check out my Locals Patreon subscribe star. Uh, and you can go ahead and find those links in the top link of this description. You can find it's called the Willow link, and it'll have a list to literally all of the social media platforms and all the different ways that you can support the channel. If you join at the $1 level, you can actually get your name shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream. $5 level, gives you that plus you get access to exclusive giveaways of 4k titles right now i've got tons of 4k steelbooks to give away this month including for top gun i also have a quiet place part two i have snatch on 4k the john wick trilogy on 4k and also i have a sicario 4k disc as well and a bunch of others that are going to be coming in this month too so if you want to have access to any of those types of exclusive giveaways join at the army of asgard level at the ten dollar level the keeper of the bifrost level you get all of that plus you get access to exclusive behind the scenes videos including instant reactions when i go to see movies i do quick little filmings of myself and talk about the films that i have seen and my instant reaction to that you also get access to an exclusive podcast that i do with john John the Flick Pick Flickinger once or twice a month, and you get to also ask us any question that you want. We put a Q&A post up, and you get to ask us what whatever it is that you want to ask. So, again, if that sounds cool to you, Keeper of the Bifrost level. And lastly, there is the Chosen of Valhalla level, where you get all that stuff. Plus, in your first month as a Chosen of Valhalla member, you get a free t-shirt. Your choice. Ship it anywhere in the world. And also, you get to once a month be featured on the OMB Reviews channel, and you get to talk with me. We usually chill out for three to four hours, and I like ask everyone what they've been watching, what they want to talk about, what they want to promote, and it's always a really good time. And so if that sounds interesting to you, please consider joining. Uh, that is going to be on Subscribestar and on Patreon only, as Locals is just the keeper of the Bifrost level. But anyway, thank you all very much for your time, for your support, and for listening to this shout-out video. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, God bless.